Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ames. Welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. David Spisak is the founder and CEO of Disruptive Growth Solutions. He has spent a lot of time working with some of the most successful dealers throughout the world with his boutique consulting agency, advising some of the very, very best. He has been a very big part of the Fix Ops community for a long time. We've got a chance to meet him here uh, several years ago. He is always somebody that people want to listen to. David Spizak, welcome again to the Fix Ops Roundtable. Great to be back with you, Ted, and thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, and um, I think that I speak for everybody and uh, in giving thanks and appreciation for putting a spotlight and keeping a spotlight on the fixed op departments around the country and, and making them the big deal that they really are. So um, obviously, I've been part of a number of um, your fixed op events, and I've, uh, I think, listened to pretty much all of them. And which is not always easy because I think it'd be easier uh, for me at times to have watched the entire three days of a Jerry Lewis telethon, uh, <laughs> 24 hours a day. But there's so much darn good information. There's so many great speakers. It's just hard to pull away from it. So I'm very pleased to be here. David, um, you brought to light so much information uh, back in the early days, uh, two and a half or so years ago. And, uh, our audience has been captivated by uh, the things you have told us. And uh, again, dealers have proven themselves to be very resilient uh, these past two, two and a half years. What do you see as some of the positive takeaways? Uh, where are we and where are we headed in our industry? Well, let's start with this. Maybe the most positive thing. I mean, obviously, we've been through some shenanigans over the last two, two and a half <laughs> years. I think we could all agree since the advent, the beginning of the pandemic. And back then, of course, that was just a big colossal punch in the face. And as Mike Tyson always says, everybody thinks they're prepared until they get punched in the face. So we got punched in the face, had no idea what was going to happen. And it turned out that if, from, a, from the dealership's perspective, and for most of the employees in the dealership, certainly the front end of the store, that was like one of the greatest blessings in the history of the car industry, Right. So it, it instantly right-sized uh, inventory. We no longer had uh, new car, used car inventory issues. It restored, think of this, Ted, it restored 100% of the brand value that uh, both OEMs and dealers over the last 20, 30 years have experienced erosion in brand value. For example, you know, certain brands like Mercedes were selling cars for thousands of dollars under invoice before the pandemic. What do they sell for now? MSRP. The minivans, MSRP. Those small cars that nobody wanted, MSRP. So it restored brand value. Um, it also just shifted things in the minds of the consumer. It's almost like we reconditioned the minds of the consumer to the point to where a lot of them don't even come in and ask for a discount anymore. They're now looking at other things like timing and delivery and experience. Um, it also didn't really change anything, the pandemic, but it accelerated everything before the pandemic, 
not even 50% of dealers had a digital retailing solution today, pretty much 100%, just under 100%. So it accelerated everything. And in the midst of all of that, obviously, client expectations just continue to go up and up and up and up. And that has been fueled by a lot of things, not the least of which that when everybody was in lockdown, whether they were working from home or staying home more, what did they do? Instacart, Amazon, Grubhub, Uber Eats, everything came to them. It was simple, fast, and easy. So as people started to come out of that, and we saw a clear signal that people wanted to get back into the showrooms, despite the fact that they think that the process takes too long, they came back to the showroom in droves. We went from doing you know, uh, the majority in some states or some city of the vehicle sales online to back to like back to the future. They went back to 85, 90% in person. So even though they, they dreaded some of that experience, they hated the time that it took, they came back. But their, their, their expectations are different, they're higher. And we're never, as Brian Benstock always says, brilliantly, that toothpaste is out of the tube. It's not going back in. So let's talk about the fixed op perspective. So that was great on the front end. It was great for the dealership. But while everybody was having a great time and they're partying and making more money than they've ever made before, what's happened to the fixed op side, guys? What's happened to units in operation? Well, the unit in operation numbers as, as a trend is going down, has gone backwards by virtue of the fact that we've had inventory shortages for over two years now. Second thing, as a result, if you sell fewer cars, of course you get fewer trade-ins, but what else happens? Your warranty, your warranty tickets go down. So in almost every dealership across the, across the country, they experience a decline in warranty tickets. What else? Well, we had fewer trades, fewer trades, less recon, internals went down. So now I'm a parts or service or fixed op manager, and now I'm tasked all of a sudden with figuring out how to reassess, rethink, and reinvent my department so I can offset, mitigate the reality of what's going on in the world. Hey, I want to join the party too. So they've had to rethink and reinvent. I've seen some dealers literally Mm -hmm. double, double, Ted, the dollars, the gross per technician. I've seen dealers that have been able to spend more focus, more time, more energy, more training, and more money in marketing and improve their ROs. But what I've consistently seen, again, the power not only are dealers resilient, but the managers, the people inside the dealership are resilient. And so the fixed op managers across the country collectively, and some obviously to to a higher degree than others, they're figuring out how to get more blood out of that proverbial turn up, right? So I've seen what I measure, for example, is if if my RO count is off 10%, then by rights, my hours should be off 10% and my gross should be off 10%. Well, interestingly, I'm seeing all of a sudden a disparity and it's a positive disparity. And I hope mm-hmm. that, that everybody across the country in, in our great fixed op departments are getting the credit they deserve here because I'm seeing stores where the RO count maybe is up 5%, but the hours are up 15 or 20%. Well, how'd that happen? Hours per hour went up. I'm seeing that the, that the hours were up you know, 15%, but the gross is up 20. Well, how'd that happen? Margin went up. So I'm seeing people raise their ELR. Many stores across the country, by the way, I've been talking about this for a long time. 
But when's the last time, everybody, you had a customer that came in that came to your store and said, hey, I need a brake job. I need an alignment, right? I need new tires. Hey, how much per hour is that? What's the hourly rate on a brake job? They don't do that. They just say, how much is a brake job? How much is the alignment? How much is whatever op- operation I need to be done, right? So what's happening is we're seeing more stores, and this is brilliant, raising their door rate, not incrementally, but significantly. By the way, please, everybody, please don't forget this. Okay, Incremental growth is a death march. It's a death march. What do I mean by that? Well, there's an old saying that says, hey, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. Well, that's not true anymore. Because of what's going on with the implications of the economic changes, Mm -hmm. rising interest rates, gasoline costs more, supplies cost more, employees cost more, uh, floor plan interest is more than doubled, right? And while gasoline is coming down, gas prices are coming down, that's great. They're not back to pre-pandemic. It's not $2.40. The lowest across the country is Arkansas at $3.50. And there's many states that are still over four bucks. Well, as long as that's the case, our cost of doing business is up. So what that means, if I make 5% more than I made last year, Ted, I'm Mm -hmm. now making 5 or 10% less on net profit. I have to outrun what's going on externally in, in the economic environment, right? So if you think about it, 2019, ton of inventory, more cars than we needed. Everybody's discounting. There wasn't, there was a lot of brand erosion. Costs were high. Comp was high. Dealers were, were making, you know, X amount of dollars. Pandemic was the second business cycle we've seen recently. All of a sudden there's PPP money, right? Government money. We've yes. seen vendor pro- vendors provide relief for a number of months on the cost of their solutions. Comp goes down, staffing numbers go down, margins go up. Guess what? Greatest net profit of all time. How could we top that? January 2021, man, I hope we could keep some of that. Well, nope, <laughs> it's about to get a whole lot better. How could it possibly get better? Chip shortage. So now we've got a chip shortage that, that creates more demand, seemingly. Now, the reality is demand's never gone up. It's just supply has come down, and that's important. Stay mm-hmm. tuned to that particular piece of information because that's about to have implications the other way in the next 12 to 18 months. But because of that, another year of record net profit. But in the midst of this, like I said, we've got fixed ops challenges. And so, you know, typically, you know, people are, have always paid attention, focused more on the front end of the store. Let's be honest. Sure. If we've got any dealers, GMs, COOs, Let's be honest. Let's let's say something that everybody in the fixed op department knows. Inherently, most of the headlines goes to the front end of the store. Right? It's, sex, it's sexy, Dave. Yeah, and fixed yeah. ops has not been. Yeah, and if you go to NADA, if you want to prove this out, you know, you look at the total combined square footage of a convention hall, whether it's Vegas or this year Dallas or anywhere else. Just walk around and see what percentage of that floor is focused somehow on front end versus the back end. Of course, we've got the Hunter Rack. Of course, we've got uh, great products like uh, David Boyle's Traction, right? And we have other products. Um, I'm working with a a group of really phenomenal uh, dealers, gifted, respected dealers in the Northeast, and we're creating the first holistic retention product, which I think uh, by the time it comes out in the next couple months, 
is going to be one of the most in-demand products out there. Why? Because surveys have been done recently. Just put in uh, 2022 or 2021 or new car buyers regret, and you'll see some things that are just a punch in the face. Amongst them is that people that paid over window sticker or paid MSRP, they're not happy. And I get that. But the, the important thing to focus on is the difference in how unhappy the ones that paid MSRP are compared to the people that paid way up here. The people that paid way up here and, you know, hey, the market market uh, shift in terms of demand is going to dictate a market shift in price, in value. So there's, uh, you know, a good reason a lot of those dealers did that. But 27% of the people that paid over MSRP said, I will never go to that store for service. Well, if I'm in parts or service, I'm sitting there going, what did I do? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just doing my job, man. I'm just, I'm just head down doing my job. So wait, time out. I had the reduction in warranty ROs. I had the reduction in internal ROs. I get it. That's life. That happens. And we are figuring it out. But now there's going to be an unprecedented opportunity for all the fixed op managers out there. Check this out. Mm-hmm. I will predict, in fact, I will assert that between now and 2030 and beyond, the spotlight on the fixed op department is going to go up. The, the level of importance, the role it plays, the contribution to net profit is going to go way up. And my assertion is supported by a, a, a very well-known, I believe, company called McKinsey, one of the biggest, most respected consulting firms on earth did some significant research and they agree with that assertion that everything, parts, service, tires, repairs, accessories is going to grow in terms of the market, in terms of the size, but it's also going to grow in terms of its contribution to the bottom line. And if you look at new cars, used cars, F and I, and everything else, it's in the opposite lower quadrant. It's fully expected to diminish or decline in terms of its contribution Will it still be important? Of course it will, but it's going to diminish. So this is an unprecedented opportunity, everybody, to have the spotlight on fixed ops as it should be. Let's talk about EVs. I've never heard so much talk in my life about autonomous, connected cars, EVs, agency model, all these things that can be transformative. And we're not even talking about external disruption, which is not going to stop. But here's the reality. We've lost 80% of our sales uh, parts and service business to independence. We know that. Guess what? Revenge of the fixed op department is coming. You know, write it down. Why? Well, how many of those independents are going to have the capital, are going to have the ability, are going to have the knowledge, the training, the experience, or access to specialized equipment to work on the, on the onslaught of EVs that are coming out? Right. So because of that, we're going to have an opportunity to get a lot of those customers back. And something tells me, Ted, if one of my customers owns an EV, like a Ford F-150 Lightning or an EMS Mustang or a Taycan, if they own those cars, they're coming back to me. But that's not all. If they own a second Porsche or Ford product or Rover product or Toyota product, I'm going to get those back, too. Because the relationship is going to be with me. And that's a big deal. Doesn't matter whether it's an EV car, an autonomous car. 
They still are going to get in car crashes. They're still going to have maintenance. They're still going to have um, uh, details that need to be done. They still need tires. And for anybody out there who's who's been hearing uh, overtures, uh, notions that somehow our dollars per EV, hours per RV are going to be lower, go to a part of the world where they've had a bigger percentage of EVs, you know, up in the Netherlands area, and you'll find a different story going on. Not only that, the reality is if you go to, in fact, I challenge every single person who, okay. who is part of a fixed ops operation in a franchise store, or if you're from the front end or the executive team, please, in the next 30 days, right? We're in the midst of September. We're barreling towards the end of the year. Go to a Tesla dealership. It's bombed. It's packed. It's the worst service experience you could ever imagine in your life. I know for a fact, my wife traded in her ICE vehicle, uh, really? much to my chagrin, for okay. a Tesla X. Wow. While the front end part of the uh, experience was pretty nice, it was different, simple, fast, easy, transparent, great. The service part of it has been absolutely a disaster. You, really? can't, you can't even call a service manager. If you have a problem, if you're one of your customers has a problem, they can call you. They can set up an appointment. They can meet with you. It's like dealing with the Wizard of Oz behind a curtain. They won't come out from behind the curtain. Wow. You can't get an estimate on anything. There's terrible communication. I can't get in there for weeks at a time. The most frustrating service experience I've had in my 40 years of owning cars. So listen, we've got a superior client experience when it comes to the back end, and that's a key to retention. Mm. And speaking of retention, retention has never been more important. Brand loyalty was just at a Google meeting. Uh, There's just a very small Google meeting, first live event in almost three years. Brand loyalty is the lowest it's been in hmm. about 10 years. Well, who's going to build that brand loyalty back? Hello. Let me introduce myself. I'm the fixed operations department. I'll take care of that. I'll put on my cape. We know what to do. We know how to take care of clients. We know how to take care of them when they're happy. We know how to take care of them when they're not happy. So I think that it's a matter of not, hey, things are going to get better, things are going to get worse, things are good, things are bad. No, it's either things are the way they are now or they're going to be different. And the measure of who ends up on top, Ted, is going to be who embraces different, who can reassess, rethink, reinvent, redeploy the resources in a way that will allow them to not just be sustainably successful, but to take advantage of the market opportunities we're about to see revealed to us over the next three, five, seven, eight years and beyond. So retention, absolutely key. Helping, doing anything to, to re, bring back the brand loyalty, absolutely key. Relationships, you got that, is key. And focusing on the things that matter. Don't worry about what we can't control. Let's focus 100% of our energy on doing what we do best. And that's figuring out, again, how to reinvent and, as always, remaining forever resilient. So, listen, we've got three months or so till the end of the year. It's going to be the holidays before anybody, any of us knew what hit us. And when you wake up into January 2023, I promise you, the spotlight is going to get brighter 
your attention is going to get greater to your department. And the people on the front end are going to become more and more and more interested, engaged, and forever supportive of what you're doing back there. Why? Because it matters. So I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, I look forward to coming back and being able to show everybody our Retention 360 product. We're going to start to beta that. Uh, If a dealership out there is interested in being a free beta out there, um, and and if they're on uh, dealer track, uh, automate, uh, or CDK, uh, feel free to hit me up. As always, you can find me on LinkedIn. And, and if you ever see my post or my, my videos that I post, you could tell videos, yeah. years later, I'm just as passionate as ever about this business. I don't think there's ever been a better time to be in this business. So hope that we all stay connected. Feel free, anybody and everybody to reach out. I'm always happy to help. Uh, I love the car business. I love the Fixed Op Conference, and I thank you for having me here. David Spizak, everybody, known for thinking different. Uh, His boutique agency works with the best dealers. He is an advisor at the highest levels of some of the top. And technology companies, too, that serve those dealers. So we work with some of the very best tech solution companies out there. And, um, again, anybody has any questions on some of those tech solution companies, happy to help Everyone reach out to David. Uh, His email is scrolling across the bottom, Disruptive Growth Solutions. And as he mentioned, here on LinkedIn and on uh, all the social media platforms. David Spizak, on behalf of the Fixed Ops community, thank you so much today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me and wishing everybody a phenomenally successful remainder of 2022. And I really believe that I'm wishing you the very best year ever in 2023. Let's set the foundation for that, right? David Spizak, everyone here today with us at the Fixed Ops Roundtable.